The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of my story, Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Friday, August the 16th, 2019. This episode, I'll be discussing the common reasons why lupus patients are hospitalized. Also, I'm going to be telling you about my doctor's office visits that I've been going back and forth with for the last two weeks. So, you know what I want you to do? That's right. Grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, And if you're listening late at night, you know I appreciate it. So grab your favorite glass of wine because I'm going to get me some H2O. And come on and join me right here on my story, Living with Lupus. many know what pulmonary arterial hypertension is? I'll give you a little time. Okay, time's up. Pulmonary arterial hypertension is a type of high blood pressure that involves the right side of your heart and arteries that supply blood to your lungs. These arteries are called pulmonary arteries. PAH occurs when your pulmonary arteries thicken or grow rigid and become narrowed inside where blood flows. Pulmonary arterial hypertension, better known as PAH, is considered a rare disease, meaning it affects fewer than 200,000 people at any given time in the United States. The disease is often difficult to diagnose because its symptoms are similar to other heart and lung conditions. Pulmonary hypertension is a rare and serious disease in which 
the pressure in the pulmonary, the lungs, circulation is above normal levels. Left untreated, pulmonary hypertension can cause permanent damage to the lungs, resulting in life-threatening right heart failure and death. The reason why I asked, did you guys know what pulmonary arterial hypertension is, is because I have that along with heart failure. And that's why I've been going back and forth to my specialist. The weather here in Michigan had been extremely hot for me. Um, and it brought on my symptoms. Now, the symptoms that I was having was chest pain, fatigue, and shortness of breath. It became very difficult for me to exercise, so I had to lay off of that. I, like I stated, um, I've been going back and forth to my specialist, my pulmonologist, informed me that my lung function is decreasing along with my heart function. So, no, I have not been feeling my best, but I keep going. Now, I went to my PCP on Thursday. He informed me and my sister went with me that um, he wanted me to rest and that he sent us down to the hospital for me to have further testing. So I go back to my cardiologist next month. Also, I have bilateral scarring on both lungs but there is no formation of nodules. So they are concerned about the scarring. The pulmonologist informed me that the scarring on the lungs could have been um, from an infection where I was probably hospitalized with. And I told him I've been hospitalized so many times that I don't even remember what I've been hospitalized for. But that has been what's been going on with me. So if you hear certain changes within my voice, please know that I am having a difficult time breathing at this point in time. Now, there is treatment um, for the condition, but there is no cure. 
And I go back to my pulmonologist in two more months, and we're going to discuss treatments. So we're going to go from there. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that is what I've been going through. And besides that, I hope that you have had a fantastic week. A peaceful week. And you didn't let the pressures of day-to-day life get next to you because it's not worth it. But we're getting ready to talk about the top reasons for hospital admissions in lupus patients. Information was retrieved from Modern Medicine Rheumatology Network dated July the 23rd, 2019. So are you ready? Do you have your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and your glass of wine? I'm ready because I have my water. So stay tuned. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. and creator of Right Side of 50. And I am my sister's keeper, Sheila Smith, motivational and empowerment speaker, is available for your next empowerment event and conference. You can book her for your next event at rightsideof50 at gmail.com. That's R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E-O-F-5-0 at gmail.com or call 470-330-1426. Each one encourage one. A 20-year-long retrospective analysis of 814 systemic lupus erythematosus, better known as SLE-related hospitalizations of 339 SLE patients reveals some interesting new patterns in lupus disease from hospitalization rates to disease complications and mortality.
published in the July 12th issue of Lupus. This study identified the most relevant cause of death in lupus patients was due to complications from associated antiphospholipid syndrome, better known as APS. Even though the main reasons for hospitalization admissions remained constant over a 20-year period study. Previously, the primary cause of death were identified as infection and active disease. But in this study, in addition to infection, the most relevant cause of death was due to complications from associated antiphospholipid syndrome, APS, especially catastrophic APS. Now, ooh, have to give me a sip of water. Just one moment. Mortality rates declined during this study 2.4% as compared to 2.8 to 8.5 reported in previous studies. The patients were younger and had a longer mean duration of disease compared with other hospitalized SLE patients. The main cause of death described in the literature are infections and active disease. Therapy with malaria displayed a protective effect. This beneficial outcome was already previously related in the outpatient setting with anti-malarials posing as a protective factor regarding severe infections and seems to extend to hospitalization settings. Now, flares occur earlier during disease with other causes of emissions occurring later owing to accumulated damage. Therapy caused by treatments such as glucocorticoids. Primary causes of admission disease flares. Most were mild or moderate, but not severe. The main clinical manifestation of flares were constitutional symptoms followed by renal, articular, and mucocutaneous involvement with serotosis and neuropsychiatric involvement standing as less common manifestations. Infection is another primary cause for admission. We're talking about respiratory infections, 
gastrointestinal infections, and urinary infections. Please note, previous studies show that the most common serious infections were pneumonia. For 25 to 50% of cases, followed by sepsis, skin infections, and nephritis. Hospital stays. The media length of stay is six days, which was consistent with previous years. Fewer SLE patients are being admitted to an ICU. Patients admitted to an ICU had higher disease levels, a higher percentage of renal involvement, and especially more significant presence of serocystis and neuropsychiatric involvement. 53.4% of patients required more than one hospitalization, which is consistent with previous reports of 31.1. Now, readmissions at 30 days occurred in 5.8% of admissions, a lower value than previously described. Longer disease duration seemed to be associated with reduced readmission risk, which suggests that flares occur mainly earlier in the course of the disease. Thrombocytopenia and renal involvement were associated with readmission. Now, ICU admissions due to flare were largely associated with greater severity of the clinical presentation, higher SLEDAI. You remember. I spoke about S-L-E-D-A-I in previous episodes. Higher percentage of renal involvement and especially more significant presence of serocystis and neuropsychiatric involvement. APS and longer length of stay were associated with need of ICU care. APS is associated with catastrophic APS. Thrombotic microangiopathy, nephropathy, and major thrombosis. Now, I have been admitted into the hospital. I have stayed in the hospital from Thanksgiving to 
New Year's. So that was a long hospital stay. So stay with me and I'll have more on this topic. He is the author of Positive Energy 24-7 and his latest book, It Was Destined, Urban Legend. He's Detroit's own author, Henry Long. To purchase an autographed copy of his book and to purchase his e-book, go to writepath247.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-P-A-T-H-247.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at WritePath247. Abundant Harvest Aquaponics, planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org. Immunosuppressant use and hospitalizations in adult patients with systemic lupus erythematosus admitted to a Tri-Terry Academic Medical Center. Information was retrieved from BMJ Journals, June 2018, Volume 5, Issue Number 1. We know that SLE is an autoimmune disease with an estimated prevalence ranging from 40 to 150 cases per 100,000 individuals in the USA. In fact, SLE and other connective tissue diseases have been ranked the six most likely conditions to result in 30-day readmission to the hospital with an estimated 16.5% to 27.2% of patients requiring readmissions. Traditionally, SLE has been treated with corticosteroids which are known to promote infections. Hyperglycemia, hypertension, osteoporosis, and avascular necrosis, among other adverse effects. Over the past few decades, new medications with different side effects Profiles have been developed or have been reproposed 
for SLE. For instance, hydroxychloroquine, better known as plaquenil. Usage patterns may have changed in recent years due to emerging evidence suggesting damage prevention and or efficacy. However, few studies have examined whether changes in hospitalization outcomes may correlate with treatment patterns. To address this gap, a pilot study at an academic medical center to examine SLE hospitalizations and changes in medication use between 2005 and 2013. As I stated, this study is really long and the information will be placed on the My Story Living with Lupus website. Patients with SLE were identified by queuing the UC, I'm sorry, UCSD hospitalization databases for records containing one or more billing codes for SLE. The year 2013 was chosen as the end date of the study so that the ICD-9 diagnosis and procedure codes would be used at both time points. During the project planning stages, ICD-10 CM implementation was planned to be required by October 2014. I will have this information up for you, but it gives another side to why we as patients are hospitalized. Well, it's a time for me to go. Um, I really do need to get some rest. But I want to leave you with this before I go. It's about living life and life lessons. Be like a tree. Let the dead leaves drop. Some of life's best lessons are learned at the worst times. Do good. And good will come to you. Some people come in our life as a blessing. Others come in our life as a lesson. Good times become good memories. And bad times become good lessons. You may say my life, my choice, my mistakes, my lessons. But you need to enjoy the little things in life 
because one day you will look back and realize they were the big things. But most important, know that the greater your storm, the brighter your rainbow. I'm Susan Hendricks, your host for my story, Living with Lucas. Have a peaceful, enjoyable weekend. And you know what? Be like a tree and let the dead leaves drop. I'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lucas podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you.